Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Well, 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 here we are. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) About that time. About that time. (laughs) <laughs> sound like my granddad leaving a party well, he goes well uh, about that time and that's how you know grandpa's gonna leave we had i uh well, just kidding he's dead now shit <laughs> david had a great idea for a play that's all about the midwestern goodbye oh nice and it's where all, everybody tries to leave but nobody ever it's does in real time and it's just like people trying to leave someone's house and they just keep doing the slaps well <laughs> Then, y'all watch for deer now. Yeah, y'all will be careful getting home. Uh, and then, and then you just get pulled right back into the conversation. What are Sorry, you? Sorry, there's a really big bird on my bird feeder. You fucking loser. <laughs> it was really big. It was like fucking parrot sized. Uh, Catherine, would you like to uh, share with the class uh, your obsession with birds? Hey everybody, um, if you're my Facebook friend, you already know this. Yeah. I am now obsessed with my backyard birds. Mm-hmm. They have names. Yeah. They have personalities. Yes. There's also um, a pregnant earless squirrel and a regular squirrel, oh. which I assume is a boy. Um, we have the world's most aggressive chipmunk. His name is Gustopher. I love Gustopher. Gustopher is my favorite. Oh, yeah. He's real sassy. He'll get up. So Gustopher was actually our first boy. He was our first son. Um, so I got Dan a plastic bird feeder that sticks to his office window and like these birds and critters would jump up there and they got familiar looking at the giant white man sitting inside. And giant white man. <laughs> that's, that's how you could describe Dan. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. He's very white and he's very tall. Yes. So he just sits there typing away, being inoffensive to these animals. And they started working out that the giant white guy is who fills the feeders. I think it's like when you wade into like a tide pool and you just like stand there and then all the fish get used to you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and all of a sudden these starfish start walking up to him. Yeah, except for now they have names and personalities. And their name so is Gustopher. Gus. Well, Gustopher, if you don't know him, well, Gus I don't. To his intimates. That's why I call him Gustopher. Thank you for being respectful. Yes. Uh, my husband thinks that's weird, but that's fine. That's perfectly natural. It's exactly. We also have a red-breasted grosbeak whose name is Rocky. Yes. Because red-breasted grosbeak is almost impossible to say. It's a bad name. It's a bad name. Yeah. Lots of bad bird names out there. Yeah. Tufted titmouse looking at you. I would argue that's a pretty good one. <laughs> don't tell me you don't like. How is it not a mouse? mouse? Tit mouse. Right, like it should be a critter. Titty it mouse. Be a, I do like the word titty. You know I love a titty. They're useful for storage. They can be aerodynamic in the right bra. I use them for battle. I actually use them to win a Jeopardy bo- game board once, like a Jeopardy. Uh, like we had to ring in, and I was ringing in too fast. So they gave me a handicap. I was no longer allowed to ring in with my hands. <laughs> no. So I titty slapped that button no. all the way to victory. No, this is completely unhinged. Yeah. This is this is like the, our third attempt at starting. <laughs> you You're can, just mad because you could not titty slap a game. You can tell. That's true. I could not. I'd have to full belly flop on the That's table. <laughs> I was just like... I just like, it's like the female equivalent of a mushroom stamp. Just. Oh. <laughs> Poor Danny. Danny is here. 
Yeah, our editor Danny gets to be with Danny us today. Danny is here, and he's regretting it. Yeah. The young make stupid choices. Those of us who are retired. I feel like we both have our goal now, now that we have an audience. To upset Danny? Like break Danny. Deal. Yeah. He's going down like a sweet this muffin. Is, this is why we usually don't have an audience. Um, anyway. We this, should be kept in a cave. Should we get... Um, what were we talking about? I have a lot of backyard birds because I am retiring now. I am effectively, by the time this episode comes out, I will have been retired. Danny and I work for the same institution and I no longer want to work for them. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I don't have to fucking do this. Mm-hmm. I, I had a stroke. I'm 80 now. I can do yeah. whatever I want. Fuck you people. I'm going to do heroin. You're going to sit and watch your birds? I'm going to sit and watch my birds. Mm-hmm. You're gonna that's write, the end of the you're story. You're going to write a book of spooky poems. That's true. I've got four of them done. They're don't pretend done. like you're going to do nothing. I wish I could. You, don't you wish I was capable of I doing nothing? I wish you were capable of Like, I am physically nothing. incapable of resting. Because mm-hmm. the ADHD is that fucking bad. Yeah. So you will find plenty of things to occupy your time, but they will be fun. Yeah. And... I'm going to sit in the sun for sure. I want sun to touch my legs. Yes. And I'm going to write a spooky book of children's poems. Yeah, I love this for you. Should be fun. What are we doing today? We are talking about time. Rosemary and time. <laughs> Just, ooh, yes. Ooh. That song gets my ASMR. <laughs> oh. Two men harmonizing in a tunnel? Yep. Yeah. Every time. Just like two men yes, uh, singing softly. <laughs> my story seldom told. Tingles. Tingles. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame uh, they also, hate each other. Like, I know. But also... <laughs> Voices of angels. What is the one who used to be married to Carrie Fisher? Tell me, Danny. I know you know. Good job. Oh. Paul Simon's a dick, and that's why our, our Funkla hates him. Paul Simon is a dick. Okay. Which is a shame, because Julio Down in the Schoolyard is one of the greatest songs. Yeah. Like, I challenge you to find more of a fucking, like, bouncy day Cecilia. road trip vibe. Uh, so fucking Cecilia, mm-hmm. you're breaking my heart. <laughs> You're shaking my confidence, baby. Okay. All right. Those are the first notes I've successfully hit since COVID. I haven't been able to sing. Thanks, guys. Applause is really important to me. Yeah. I know so, this. Right before I quit, I got my coworkers to finally agree to start clapping when I walked in the room. Because people used to clap when I walked in the room at the museum. <laughs> Like, I'd go to senior homes, they'd clap, but I'd walk in the room, and that is really good for your ego. And then I went without that cold turkey for three years. It's a good thing you wield your power just for this. <laughs> just for applause. Like, because that, <laughs> the amount of sway you have over people. I read this book once that had a theory that your name and your personality are linked, like your astrological start chart. Uh-huh. Your astrological chart, I just said. <laughs> cool mercury (laughs) right (sighs) um but the um apparently all catherine's caitlin's kates um are part of the tradition of catherine the great this makes sense yeah 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 yeah. like if you were to pick a historical figure Uh uh-huh it's the one who allegedly fucked a horse like of course that's me yeah yeah come on now yeah who allegedly had dicks all over their furniture yeah yeah Actually, there's no allegedly about that. That exists. I heard recently that that was, like, somehow still a hoax. I oh. don't know. I've seen pictures, but it could be, like... Well, the they... horse-fucking thing is definitely not real. That one's real. definitely not true. Nobody could... Nobody's hips do that. I have double-jointed hips. I can put my, like, <laughs> angle behind my head. But I couldn't... I couldn't... Yeah. 
Yeah. Like if. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I was about to make a She-Ra pussy of power joke, and uh-huh. then I decided to reel it in instead because that's a children's show. Oh, it is. Okay. Sure. Um, shall we uh, get back on topic? Anyway, so we're talking about time slips. Time slips. Slipping through my fingers all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so time slips are fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. First of all, a time slip is primarily a literary device. Okay. Um, we actually have discussed one of the oldest literary forms of time slips in one of our previous episodes when we were talking about the Hudson River Valley. <gasps> uh, yes. Good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you struggle. Tell me what it is. Rip Van Winkle. Good job. Oh, you got there. Thank God, I like had it, and then oh I yeah, was, like, I could watch it like writing behind your eyes. No, I had it, and I was like, I'm gonna say like this is my biggest anxiety is like saying something, and then everyone's like, oh, you're fucking wrong. Oh, <laughs> like that time you it. said foyer. No, absolutely not that time. <laughs> oh, because well, who? No, who that's was just, that a blunder? That's just you that's bullying like saying Gloucester. Jesus who Christ. says that shit? Jesus, fucking morons. Corrections corner, Kate, right? What did you say? Turns out I say Gloucester wrong. Gloucester. Gloucester. I could have told you that. But that's stupid. I could have told you that, and I guess I just wasn't paying attention. You know what's funny? Why? I fully Googled it before the show to find out how to say it, and I even pressed the little Google thing that was like, say it out loud, and I really thought I was doing it the way that they said it. I've definitely done that before. (laughs) I Google words all the time. I Google words all the time, um, and then I fully panic and say them wrong. So I'm going to bust my husband out for a hot second here. Mm -hmm. Until he started dating me, he thought that it was called the Black Plague. That's really good. I know. We it, it's really a callback good. in our marriage frequently. The Black Plague. Um, but at least my mother taught me what the front entrance of a home is called, uh, Jeffrey. I am not the only person who. I used to say foyer. I still do say foyer, but like it foyer sounds so is, funky. I hate it. I hate this word now. Foyer, just because you got bullied so publicly about it. I also it. hate. I hate the pronunciation foyer. Hmm. How do I? Is that how I say it? Foyer. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Hmm. Um. So whenever I bully Dan about black plague, he gets back at me with the way I say egg. Egg. <laughs> egg. Apparently, I say egg. egg wrong. Let's have eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. Eggs. Apparently, it's the Wisconsin way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And Danny nodded along because you looked really puzzled when I said egg. You were like, yeah, that's correct. Because <laughs> Danny is also from Wisconsin. <laughs> look, look, You're outnumbered, Jeff. Let's have a, have a clear shot. Egg. It sounds so weird. It's like you're saying egg. half the word. Egg. Like you're having a stroke mid-word. Egg. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I must clear the energy. Leave okay. that in so we people are... can be weirdly turned on by eggs. Completely unhinged. Okay. Uh. We absolutely must get on track. I'm... I'm fucking losing it. Okay. All right. All right, giggle twins. Very serious podcast time. Okay. We're going to be serious. I'm crying. Stop. I don't know why. Stop. If you don't stop giggling, I will start giggling. Okay. All right. All right, everybody take a breath. I'm just so... I don't know what's happening. What is happening? I don't know. Okay. I swear to God, I will slip back into a coma. Okay. You can't do that. Okay. So anyway, time slips. <laughs> Literary. I... Okay, so I think everyone can probably think of the most popular current time slip uh, piece of media. 
Outlander. Oh, right. Yeah, Outlander. Okay, so Outlander and Rip Van Winkle uh-huh. um, illustrate the most important part of a literary time slip. And mm-hmm. that, and it's also going to be a theme in what we're talking about today. So um, we're talking about time slips that get off the page and happen to real life people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a time slip requires time travel that is accidental. Yeah. So the movie Back to the Future, kind of a gray area. That's purposeful. That's time but, travel. Or it's time travel. because... Marty McFly didn't know what he was doing. He was just trying mm. to get the terrorists who shot Doc But Brown. he didn't set the machine. It was a time. It was a full-on time machine. That's true. I no no. That's why I'm just saying it's a gray area. I will fight uh, you. With Van Winkle, the time travel device was he fell asleep for a very long time. Mm. Outlander, she touched the buzzing the stones. stones. Okay, so I will. I, I have another Tell example me. to bring to the table for consideration. Uh, timeline. The. Uh, it's written by the same guy who wrote, uh, Jurassic Park. Michael oh, Michael Crichton. Crichton. And it was turned into... He wrote into, a time travel series? Or at least one book. And it was turned into a movie starring Paul Walker, um, which is, in retrospect, terrible, that. but I was obsessed with it when I was younger. Because were you a Paul Walker stan? Not, well, he was attractive, but not necessarily. But, like, I was obsessed with, they go back to, uh, medieval France. <gasps> And, I'm listening. Yeah. And the way they do it, it's like, it's kind of up for debate because it is a machine that they've constructed. Mm-hmm. But the premise of the book, of the story, is that uh, they have this invention that they're developing where they can fax physical objects. Oh. <laughs> This is a sign of the times uh, because they're obsessed with faxing, but they want to. Boop, boop, boop. We're going to send this back. Essentially, they want to. Medieval France. They want to, like, 3D print fax, like, a package instead of a piece of paper. Sure. And they realize, or, and it's, like, not working. And they're like, where's this package going? It's just disappearing. And so they send it with a camera. And they, uh, and they, I, I remember so clearly now how they explain it in the movie. It's like, they send it with a camera and it's, like, looking around. And it's just a forest. You can't tell what's going on. And so they thought, what if we pointed the camera up? And so they send it again. And the camera's pointing up. And they can tell by the stars that Aww, is being sent to, romantic. like, 1200s France and so that's very specific and so they send people back in time so it's like kind of purposeful because they find like a bunch of archaeologists to right like but it's accidental it. in that they don't know the actual method of and they don't travel. know why it's this miracle that's been visited to yeah. them they're just faxing they're taking advantage faxing of faxing people to the past <laughs> that is ridiculous i'm gonna watch that movie please do it's so silly <laughs> So, yeah, you've got it. Um, another great example is Mark Twain's book, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Uh, there's also another movie called... Kid in King Arthur's Court. A Kid in King Arthur's yep. Court. Disney classic, <laughs> 1993, so baby. And he teaches her what a hamburger is, and they roller skate in the cast. I guess, like, teaching about modern foods is a very, like, universal mm-hmm. theme inside these... I think so. Time travel. Which, like, in the second movie... Of Back to the Future, Marty mm-hmm. McFly learns about Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, and I'm just realizing that a, a huge uh, factor in my childhood was time travel media because I'm now thinking of the book series, The Magic Attic Club, where you oh. have a bunch of girls who are friends. How who much have... older am I than you? We've been over three years. Jesus. <laughs> and they I have babysitting kids who They read have those this books. trunk of clothes and they try on the clothes and then they go back in time to that time period. That's cool. I would read that. Anyway, next podcast. They were fun. Um, the other, so this is more illustrative of me than of you, but there's this author known as John Sizeka. 
Um, John Cizeka wrote The Stinky Cheese Man and Other Fairly Stupid Tales. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so he had a series of books about kids who went back in the past. I don't remember the method of travel, but it was called the Time Warp Trio. Mm-hmm. And John Cizeka makes kind of like crude sort of body humor. Um, like little boys or little girls would have been very happy with these books. Um, all ta- all great, fantastic time travel books. Um, I love time travel books. Um, mm-hmm. There was another series that we read um, that was part of our classroom reading in third or fourth grade where the method of time travel was not a mystery. It was a machine that their grandfather had built where if you had something from the past, like mm. a photograph of a place that existed in the past, you could put it in your time travel machine and you would instantly travel there. I like that. So these kids travel back using a headstone that was from the Puritan times and they traveled back to colonial America because it existed then too. Yeah. And they have to get... They get stuck in the past. They have to find a way to get home again. So they use a rock, like a rock that's like an outcropping on a hill that Uh is still there in present time. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyway, love time travel. Um, So that's what we're talking about today. Time slips. Um, Originally only a literary device, but at the dawn of the internet, you would also start finding people who were doing confessional stories online, Mm. uh, similar to today's Reddit where you talk about what happened to you, this amazing you say, thing. Reddit. Yeah. I fucking love Reddit. <laughs> Don't look at my... <laughs> Is your site all Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. So we can join the proud group of other podcasters that also just read Reddit stories to the world. I have literally been waiting this entire podcast to be able to do this. Really? When I, we started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to find so many great fucking things on Reddit. But except for the best ghost stories on Reddit are long as fuck. I know. (laughs) That's the point. Like four, five, six pages. I know. (laughs) All right. So um, some believe that it can happen. There is actually sort of a scientific basis. All right. Some of the people who listen to us are actual fucking scientists. This is not a podcast for science. We've talked about this. Right. I'm going to talk about some scientific principles. I'm probably going to apply them wrong. I'm just going off of a Psychology Today article called... um, hmm, the multi-universe and you. The multiverse and you. Um, Sounds like a fun book. It was actually a pretty interesting article. Um, it had a lot of individual stories. Um, and I found a couple other articles, as you know. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, quite a few things. But the science is interesting. So it's important to understand that we humans and, and scientists do not actually understand the nature of time. Mm-hmm. We understand time. In that we perceive things going forward in time. It's the fourth dimension. It certainly or is. Or the fifth dimension. Four. Yeah. Because there are three dimensions. Yeah. Length, height, width, depth. Time. Time. Good. Fourth dimension. Anyway, so we don't actually understand the nature of it. Um, we can perceive it. We can We can assign arbitrary measurements to it. That's fine. Well, they're somewhat arbitrary. I mean, they're based on these circular they're movements based of the on planet, the but sun right. But that's only our understanding of the way things. The sun move. moving around the earth, as right. we all know, it does. Well, and the rotation of the seasons and what a month is changes depending on where the Earth is in its orbit, which is not always the same orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more regulated now, but not always. Yeah. Um, so we don't understand it. Um, it varies in different circumstances. Um, if so, I used to watch the Disney Channel, 
Um, and they had Saturday morning cartoons that were hosted by mm-hmm. the genie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? No. So somebody who was impersonating Robin Williams' genie would come out and they would have like history blurbs or like facts or like little documentaries for kids to watch in between shows. Um, and it was like, great minds think for themselves was kind of the like history one. Mm. And one of the people that they taught about in great minds think for themselves when I was in second grade, like I definitely had just stopped watching the Power Rangers and turned over the channel to watch, you know, something on Disney. And it was all about uh, Einstein. And it was specifically talking about his most famous theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, mm-hmm. energy equals mass times a constant squared. And so um, what Einstein theorized and what we have now given more validity to, we've uh, other scientists have duplicated some of these procedures using modern technology and been able to slightly more prove that time is different the farther are, the farther you are away from Earth. So that yeah, like interstellar. Does. Yes, exactly. Like we, yes, exactly. And it is true, like, when you travel, oh, God, uh, when you, like, are outside the orbit and you travel, fa- or even if you're inside the orbit and you, like, travel really travel fast, fast, time slows down. Slows down. Yes, that is correct. Additionally, <laughs> even if you're just in an airplane, mm-hmm. clocks on the airplane will measure time, the same time that we are all experiencing, whether you're in the plane or on the ground. Mm-hmm. the clock in the airplane will measure time as going slower. It will get off count with the clocks that are on the ground. Satellites that are out in orbit around the planet will slow down. They mm-hmm. experience time slower than those of us on the ground. And that's the theory of relativity at work. So there is a relationship between the physicality of the person experiencing time mm-hmm. and their position relative to the earth i which is kind of a mind fuck it is my is a mind fuck i feel more comfortable uh with the concept of faxing people (laughs) (laughs) at this current juncture well disney told me about it in second grade and let me tell you it freaked me the fuck out i wanted to never get in a plane after that because it would screw up my time yeah anyway um so there is um um a theory that allows for why this is And the concept is, as I understand it, the multiverse theory, which is based on something, a scientific principle uh, called Big Bang Cosmic Inflation. (laughs) So that's the theory that the start of the Big Bang, the universe started expanding rapidly in infinite directions. And as Hank Green will tell you, the universe is always expanding. Yeah. And part of that expansion... These people believe, those who believe in the multiverse, is that multiple universes are expanding kind of within the same space. Mm-hmm. And when we are experiencing time slips, what's happening is that you are slipping out of your dimensional reality into the dimensional reality of a universe you are not a part of. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's the multiverse. Okay. This feels very uh, timely, actually, that we're doing. Yeah, because Stephen Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is yeah. that what it's called? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, come oh, on. Sure. Put some respect on his name. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, time um, time slip movies are very popular right now. And they've been popular since Mark Twain really popularized a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Uh, before that, they really weren't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a common story. 
But Mark Twain was such a popular and prolific author and he inspired so many people that time slip stories around the turn of the century when he was writing became very, very popular again. Mm. Um, so, again though, these, these time slips all rely on accidental time travel. Um, it's also interesting when we apply human perception to time. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, there is not a place in that. It is scientifically true that airplanes grade time differently than people on the ground. Sure. The human perception of time is different. So um, we humans will occasionally slip into time slips because of our perception. So... If I fall into a TikTok hole, <laughs> I look up and it's two hours later. Time, yeah. it felt like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Today, Danny said work was absolutely crawling. Mm-hmm. So you can be bored with a task and it feels like time is going by incredibly slowly. Mm-hmm. If you're engaged with something, time flies. During the pandemic, especially the beginning of the pandemic, when there was so much fear and so much panic and like, what do we do? How do we, we're all washing our fucking groceries. Yeah. You remember those days? Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at that time, and I feel like all that time since, time within the pandemic has been incredibly slow, but also incredibly fast. So some and of my friends. 10 years ago was 1990. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, some of my friends had babies in the pandemic and those kids are about to go off to school. And I'm like, mm, impossible. That baby was just born. Doesn't sound right. Right. Doesn't seem correct. And yet that kid has had three birthdays already. How? Explain it to me. Make it make sense. And just that's the human perception of time is also slippery. Mm -hmm. We have a rough time with this. Um, I actually have had two time slips in my life. Hmm. Um, One of them I cannot explain. The other one was explained today. What? I called my father. Oh. So I'll tell you the it got explained today story first. Okay. Even though chronologically in my life it happens closer to now. So I was 11. Mm -hmm. My grandmother lived on a lake in Wisconsin called Rock Lake. In Lake Mills, my grandmother had a blow-up kayak and I had never tried kayaking. I was 11. I was bored. I had already finished my Harry Potter book for the day and I hadn't brought another one. So I was like, I'm going to fucking try kayaking. What can go wrong? And my father was like, yeah, that's great. Follow the rules. You have to wear a life vest. Have to. Fine. And my boobs hadn't come in yet, so I wasn't my own life vest yet. Now I am the unsinkable Kate Reed. (laughs) Um, But at that point in time, wore life vest, sit in the kayak. It was inflatable. Yellow guy. Could fit two people, but I was just out there alone. Um, And the rule was keep it between our dock and the Quapples dock, which were grandma's next door neighbors. So just go back and forth. That's what you're supposed to do. Go back and forth between the docks. You can get slightly out from the docks, but don't go crazy. Mm -hmm. I knew what the territory was. Like, you know, like when you're a little kid, your mom's like, you can walk around the block and you know what the block is, Mm -hmm. even though the term block is very subjective. I knew what the rules were. So I am out there fucking paddling, trying to like master this canoe. Like I said, it's a canoe for, or a a kayak for two people, but it's inflatable and it's just me out there trying to like make it work. And I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I'm really focused on what's going on. Um, just trying to, like, master the movement. You have to, like, use your legs quite a bit for kayaking, which I think surprised young Kate. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm and, sitting down for this. Mm-hmm. And so I was really focused. Go, 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 go back and forth, get slightly out. And then I look up and I was in the middle of the lake. 
and oh, my father shit. is coming at me in a rowboat like stay there oh no and i was like wait 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 what's happening <laughs> because when i had last looked up i was maybe three feet from shore and now i'm a solid 150 feet from shore <laughs> like what happened i was going back and forth in a straight line so I called my dad today while he was at work, and I was like, do you remember that time I ended up in the middle of the lake in the kayak? And he was like, yeah, I do. Your mom yelled at me for an hour. <laughs> and I was like, well, why were you involved? And he was like, I was supposed to be watching you. <laughs> but there was a there was a Brewers game on. <laughs> and I was watching the Brewers game with my dad. And I was like, oh. So um, effectively, all three of us, my mother, my father, and I, kind of looked up at the same time and went, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> So my mom starts flipping out inside the cottage. You need to go get her. She's out in the middle of the lake. She's going to panic. She's going to drown. And dad's like, she's, she, I can see her from here. She's, he had, my grandmother was also a furious birder. <laughs> and she had binoculars. And so he, was, he picked up the binoculars and he's looking at me. He's like, I can see her. She's fine. She's not panicking. She's not crying. Mm-hmm. She's paddling away. She's fine. She's just going off to sea right. to, to join a life well, of piracy. Fairness, Rock Lake is a very big lake. It's so yeah. deep that there are actually pyramids at the bottom of the lake. Like, mm. it. No, I'm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You can Google it. Lake okay. Mills, Wisconsin. Rock Lake pyramids. You're welcome. Um, anyway, so my father comes out in the rowboat to get me and tow me back into shore, and I just got out and went inside and had a hot dog and forgot about it. <laughs> But I was thinking about it when we announced this subject, and I was like, I had a time slip. Because I, bet- I was three feet from shore, and then I was in the middle of the fucking lake. What happened? Mm-hmm. There's no possible understanding. So I called my dad today to ask, and he was like, yeah, no, you were probably paying attention and like engaged. But you were in an inflatable kayak made for two people. All your weight was basically at the back, and you were at the edge of the lake. My grandmother lived at the south end of this lake. Mm-hmm. Where there's a current. <laughs> yeah, so the current just... The current, and then I'm sitting in, like, effectively... Imagine sitting in, like, a blow-up mattress. Yeah. All your weight's it's on one like side. like the classic the scene from The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan yes. version, where they send the mean stepmom out to the sea. It's basically exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Again, I didn't panic. I was fine. I mostly paddled myself back. Once I realized what was happening, my mother apparently chewed my father up one side and down the other because he was like, it's okay, I'm watching her. And then he did not watch me. <laughs> and apparently I almost died. Well, it sounds like a lot of people learned a lot of lessons. That's right. <laughs> so that got explained. My yeah. other time slip, I cannot explain. Um, I was five and mm-hmm. not to sound like an asshole, but I was a more cogent five-year-old than most five-year-olds. <laughs> I was with it. I was paying attention. Um, I believe I've mentioned on the show before that I was raised on the Dan Ryan Expressway. Yeah. My family lived from Milwaukee. My mother's family's in Benton Harbor. I just went back and forth my whole life. Just and that's back and forth. why you hate Chicago. It is why I hate Chicago. I would news get off the face of the earth. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, we were in Chicago traffic. We were headed to my grandmother's house in St. Joseph, Michigan. And it was summer. You know, things are busy. And it was really hot in the car. And I had crayons. I had, like, cheapo, like, McDonald's coloring sheet. Yeah. And the crayon that I had been using fell out of my pudgy little baby hand. And it was sitting on the seat next to me. 
And I was looking at it like, shit, that's going to melt to the upholstery. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the word upholstery. <laughs> but I knew for a fact oh, no. that crayons would get stuck to the thing. The crayons. And then I got yelled at. Stuck to the upholstery. So I'm busy trying to like reach my little baby hand to grab this red crayon back. And then I looked up and we were in St. Joe. Like we were pulled into my grandma's driveway and my mom's coming to unplug me. Ah, uh, unplug you. Oh, from like the car seat. Yeah. I had like one of those car seats that was like big and like I would fold my ear against it and like, mm, good night. I asked my father, like, do you remember a time? And he was like, yeah, I used to melt car, <laughs> used to meet crayons to my car seats all the time. I hated you. <laughs> Fair. I'd hate kids too. Um, but yeah, he does not remember that instance. Dan, my husband, has posited that I was asleep and my father said, nope, you never napped. You never once napped, not once in your infancy. <laughs> I was I was a no-sleep soldier and I would just go for days. And so Distracts. my father's pretty sure that that wasn't it. Yeah. Um, I was like, did I have a seizure? And he was like, I don't know. Can't prove it, but I don't think so. I think you just stopped paying attention. You were thinking about a crayon and then we were in St. Joe. <laughs> I don't know. That's my big time slip. Even as a child, when I realized where we were, I was like, nope, something happened. <laughs> That's incorrect. You ever just spend two hours staring at a crayon? <laughs> four. It's a four hour drive. Well, I, I assumed you didn't, that this didn't happen the second you left your driveway. Oh, no. No, no. We were in Chicago. So, yeah. like, it was at least a three, three hour drive. Two, no, to St. Joe, that's, that's got to be like two hours. Fine. You ever stared at a crayon for two hours? Thank you. Not even when I was a kid, man. <laughs> Anyway, so those are my experiences. They're not very compelling, but like they were weird. Like even I was like, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, dur, dur, dur. and then I have a note about when I have to start taking birth control again. Let me just move past that. <laughs> very dur, important. Got to write down the important dates. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started looking up stories of time slips online, and there are quite a few. Jen, you're definitely going to cover some, but I wanted to cover one that I thought you would especially appreciate because it has to deal with Versailles. <gasps> um, this comes from medium.com, which is an article entitled... I opened this article four times and I never looked at the title. Five chilling instances of slips in time. Chilling is... Chilling. A bit of a misnomer, but they are kind of interesting. Um, A lot of these stories, and I think it's important to note this, actually come out of England, that England has apparently very slippy time. I think that's interesting because England already has such a storied and romanticized past that it becomes very easy to imagine and like put your brain in that time space of being in medieval England or... I don't know, black, uh, black plaguing. Black plaguing? Yeah. Um, You're so, so mean. Um, <laughs> this story, though, is actually one of the most famous accounts of a time slip, and it's reported in a book called An Adventure. Uh-huh. An Adventure was initially published in 1910, and it gives the accounts of two English women who experienced a time slip in the gardens of the Palace of Versailles, August 10th, 1901. Incredible. Now, these people wrote under pseudonyms. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. Before the rise of the internet, saying and claiming that you had a time slip was not something that was going to give you any sort of fame that you wanted. (laughs) People were more likely to denounce you as crazy. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sorry, in 1901, saying a bunch of crazy shit had real consequences. But also like spiritualism was like still very much a That's thing. That's certainly true. So I feel like they can't be too high and mighty about their no nonsense attitude. 
All right, so... Um, Y'all were saying ghosts were speaking to you with sticks, so... And you were spitting up cheesecloth out of your teeth, so... Yeah, out of your teeth. <laughs> All right, so um, these two women wrote the book under pseudonyms, Elizabeth Morrison's and Francis Lamont. Um, they did eventually, uh, their actual names were published, Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jordan. Ooh. I know. Uh, Moberly died in 1937, Jardin 1924. Moberly's father was the headmaster at the prestigious Winchester School and later the Bishop of Salisbury. So it's safe to assume these women were highly educated. Um, In her account, she distances herself from a belief in ghosts and the account. Again, her daddy's a bishop, Mm -hmm. so that's understandable. Yeah, I believe in Jesus, not the supernatural. (laughs) And yet... We just did Zombie Jesus Day. We just had it. Father, Son, and Holy... What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan's father was a vicar in the Church of England. Ah. Um, so they felt as if they had walked through the gardens, uh, and they were there on the gardens... I'm sorry. The gardens as they were August 10th of 1792, the day the French monarchy fell to the French Revolution. Now, I think that's interesting. Yeah. That they chose a time that is, like, very specific, widely talked about, lots of um, research mm, documents from that time, Mm. lots of accounts of that time. But also you could guess, like, if you were to imagine time traveling back to Versailles when it was a palace, chill? It could be any number of days. Absolutely. People running around screaming? (laughs) Probably. Very specific day, yes. So what's noted by this author is that the account is remarkable for the detail of the statements these two women and the efforts they went to establish historical evidence for their belief that they had strayed into the past. Mm. The two women were met, I'm sorry, rather, the two women met three months after they visited Versailles and talked it over again. At that time, they discovered that they had different memories of what they experienced. Because of that, they went apart and wrote down their separate accounts without conferring. Mm. This fact strongly suggests to me, that being the author who's writing this article, that they were not making up their experiences. So they are trying to lend credence to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Miss Lamont in her story used the words uncanny and eerie to describe her feelings. But at the time, she denied any thought that any of the people or places she encountered were unreal or ghostly. So it kind of goes back and forth. Um, they are trying to make sense of something where they they felt totally normal at the time, but later they were like, wait, that was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very common and understandable for these sorts of things. Like me as a kid, I was like, something weird just happened, but I didn't talk to anybody about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, hey, was I asleep when I was five? I was just like, mm, that was weird. Let's never discuss it again until <sighs> you know you have a mildly successful podcast. And then you can make money off it. (laughs) Hardly. Um, Anyway, so you have a really good understanding then of time slips, um, a very, very basic and super loose understanding of the scientific uh, (laughs) concepts behind maybe time slips, Mm -hmm. Uh, but a good understanding of literary time slips. I'm proud of that part. Good job, everybody. Jeffrey, I'm going to give the microphone to you. Okay, baby, this is is a lot. This is a lot. Um, so you you mentioned that England seems to have a lot of time slips. Yes. Well, I found one and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. And I Googled it and I have never been so immediately rewarded with so many uh, different accounts of like the same location. I was 
overwhelmed. <laughs> I don't think I will even have enough time to tell all the stories that I found, but um, I do want to give a shout out, a huge shout out right up top to Tiff. Tiff! Be- because uh, you suggested I message Tiff and, and be like, hey, you live around this area. Have you heard of this? And she was like, uh, yeah, of course. Yes, I have. Uh, here's, Everybody in the world. Here's a whole document for you. Um, so... Love that. Thank you, Tiff. Um, so I'm talking about Bold Street in Liverpool. Oh, it's one specific street? Bold Street. I thought it was just Liverpool in general. Liverpool be spooky, uh, but it is just one one street. Um, Liverpool, if you are, for those who might not be familiar, uh, it is on the west coast of Britain, about like midway up the island. So it's coastal. Uh, it was well known as a shipbuilding city. Oh, I thought you were going to say home of the Beals. Yeah, I was okay. So the the two most important oh. um, exports from Liverpool, the okay. Titanic and the Beatles. I thought you were going to say the two most important Beatles and then you were going to hit on John and Paul. No, and I was like, I, nope, wrong. I was like, what is Incorrect. this? What is this reaction? <laughs> um, yeah. No, it is uh, yeah, the Beatles are from yeah. Liverpool. Yes, they are. That's all there is to say. Um, in fact, some of their most famous songs are about locations in Liverpool that are real-life locations, like Strawberry Fields is a place that is outside of a uh, Liverpoolian, I guess is how you say it, uh, mm. primary school. There is an actual Penny Lane. Mm. Cute. In the song Penny Lane, when they're discussing the people who live and work along this road, mm-hmm. they're based on real-life people. So they're just like casually like, this person lives here and... I mean, honestly, if you listen to a lot of their songs, that's basically what they're doing. They're just fucking doxing people. Yeah. Uh, Eleanor Rigby was... There is a gravestone for a woman named Eleanor Rigby uh, in this... And they're just like, she's so alone, that poor lady. I mean, I think they were just taking creative license. And I also will say, at least those songs rooted in reality beat out things like, you know... A young man named Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> we could talk endlessly about people who cherry pick lyrics from like different time periods to prove a point about how people used to be more profound or are more profound now. Yeah. Definitely so. a lot of people apply that to John Lennon. John Lennon's actually not that profound. Uh, yeah. I, and I also want, he beat his wife. Fuck that guy. I started watching the Beatles documentary. <gasps> Which it, one? There's so many. The the new one, the Peter Jackson one on on Disney Plus. Yes. Okay, get back. It's it could use a lot more editing. I'll say. I say that is true of a lot of movies this day. Mm-hmm. Like most movies need to be like they're like forty five minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Like you know you know how I love how I deeply love the extended Lord of the Rings, and they are perfect movies. <sighs> perfect movies, no notes. Uh, Peter Jackson buddy it went to your head you simply had to you have to cut out more <laughs> of the beatles documentary i don't know if you can cut out more of the beatles the beatles are amazing yeah you can um anyway <laughs> okay so this is something i find in amongst a, a lot of millennials millennials who are cooler than me stuper 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 duper <laughs> they fucking hate the Beatles. I don't hate the Beatles. A lot of people hate I just the Beatles. Think that you don't need to see their album being written in real time. Like, <laughs> make yeah, okay, some that cuts. does sound a little rough. Just like I get it, they're noodling on their on their guitars, and then every once in a while they throw out a now iconic line from their song. Sure, cool. Yeah. But just like we don't need 
all of it. <laughs> anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Sounds super fun. I, I'm going to watch that. Once I am retired. It will take you the rest of your life <laughs> to watch this series. Fine. Listen, if I had died during the coma, which Loki I was supposed to do, uh-huh. I would have lived and died within the lifespan of Paul McCartney. And like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I did outlast George Harrison. Big fucking bummer. Yeah. He also did not visit me in the coma. Comer? In the coma. I can't talk. David Bowie did, though. That was real nice of him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were we talking about? So, this town. Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool. Where they city. refer to themselves as Liverpoolians, according to the internet. Love this. Um, so I, we're going to get so many angry... Right, because I said Liverpoolians. You direct people that are gonna be yeah. Oh, you can reach at me at Kate, Kate Reed. Yes, thank you. Please direct all of your hate mail there. It's fine. I will forward it to Oregon, <laughs> and it will never get there. Because it's not. anyway. So this this takes place on a specific street, Bold Street. Bold Street is located in an area called Rope Walks, which is. Uh, so named because it was it's a really long thin strip of land that was used to measure the amount of rope needed for sailing ships cool yeah so they're making rope and they're like uh do we have enough and they're like i don't know are you right down the the fucking road let's find out running down the rope walk and let's see that's so so interesting mm -hmm. have you ever tried to pick up the rope from a sailing ship isn't that what they do in crossfit (laughs) um Yes, but have you ever picked up like a real, like tried to pick up a real piece that was actually used on a ship, like a real ship? Look at my arms. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got the opportunity while we were on our honeymoon. Uh-huh. They were like, oh, miss, do you want to see if you can unspool right, do you the ship? Pick up a rope. And I tried, and it is impossibly heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun, though. Hooray. Yeah. Anyway, side note, go ahead. Um. So. That's it's it's in rope walks. Um, so the the name of the street, Bold Street, is named after a man named Jonas Bold, uh, noted slave merchant. Boo. So just keep that in mind. Sugar trader and banker. So Ugh. we do not we, we do, do not, not stand. stand. Uh, so uh, this is a note from Tiff. Uh, merchants that worked on the docks needed houses close by. So houses were constructed with the roperies occupying the site of what is now called. Which is now Bold Street to supply the sailing ships. This intensified along with a demand for houses so that the merchants could be located close to their business interests. So, like, you know, this street built. Yeah, it's uh, like living above your store. Yes, exactly. Um, So, it is also known to be a time slip and it has a million fucking stories about it. Um, so one of the most famous examples, or I, I don't know, I, one of the ones that I found frequently mentioned, um, is a story of Frank and his wife, Carol. Uh, this story happens in 1996. So picture it, it's the mid nineties. 96? 96. Huh. Most of the stories that I found were from the 1970s. Interesting. Well, from the 1970s or to the 1970s? No, no. From the 1970s back in time further. Okay. Well, this one comes from 1996. Titanic was just about to be, uh, you know, the next year would come out. The house theaters. that we are currently in would be being built. Wow. Yeah. She's very, old enough to drink this year. Very good, good time. Uh, the mid-90s. Uh, so they are out for a stroll around the Liverpool City Center. Um, and Carol decides she wants a book at the Waterstones, which is, uh, if you're not I familiar. Pee. Is it not around anywhere? I don't think so. I think it is. 
It's a it's a chain bookstore mm-hmm. in the UK. We definitely used to have one. They were here in the airports. They're not here anymore. Okay, they're still definitely in the UK. Oh, oh I've they're never like, been to the UK. I mean, Tifo, reel it on this. Waterstone's still there? Let I've us know. follow them on Twitter, so, like... Oh, nice. I mean, unless something happened recent. Why do you follow a chain bookstore on Twitter? Well, to be fair, it was one of them, and it was run, like, that specific Oh, somebody stores. was funny. It was very good. Okay. <laughs> so, I follow a bunch of random corporate accounts, yeah. like Denny's and Moon Pie. Denny's is pretty good on the Twitter. Yeah. They're fun. Denny's also, is good on Twitter. Also, nice, uh, burger. And um, if you're not following Duolingo on TikTok, you are wrong and you need to fix your goddamn life. Listen, <laughs> I stumbled on that and I need less of that fucking inflatable owl. That owl is... <laughs> it scares me. And every time I, I immediately close my app and go do my Duolingo. Yep. Oh, I don't <laughs> do like, my Duolingo. I'm like, please don't hurt me, owl. <laughs> I uninstalled Duolingo. <laughs> Duo, don't hurt me. I'm doing my my lessons. When I lost my streak, I had like a 245-day streak going in yeah. Italian, and then I lost it, and I was like, cool, never oh, speak yeah. that language I have, again. I have fully, I have fully um, reconciled with the fact that the minute, I, the minute I break my streak and it goes back to zero, I'm never looking at yeah. that app again. Yep, I uninstalled. Get out of my face. But I am at all. 650 days. Jesus. Hey, real quick, what language? German. Little third Reiki of you. I know. But David speaks it, so I wanna I wanna oh, little third Reiki in. of Jake David. He's German. <laughs> I'm just gonna accuse all of you of being Nazis. Listen. Nazis. My grandparents were on the good side. My grandparents let prisoners of war work on their farms. It was free labor like slavery. So my grandma hid Jews on her farm. From the Nazis, so... Rad, you win. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to... <laughs> so... That's really cool. Um, yeah, Waterstone. Is that Henrietta? Uh, Henrique. There we go, I was close. Or Henny. Um, this is all to say that Waterstones is a chain bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably still exist. <laughs> they probably still exist. Um, okay, so they're, so they're walking toward, towards Waterstones. Uh, as they approach Bold Street, Frank, he decides to go into another shop first. He's like, you Each know, the... he bumps into a friend also. And Carl's like, you know, go on ahead. Um, so a few minutes later, Frank says goodbye to his friend. He visits the shop he wants to stop into. And then he heads towards the bookstore to meet up with Carol. Uh, once he gets to Bold Street, uh, he starts to approach what he expects to be the bookstore. He sees, he sees a sign above it reading Crips. <gasps> Fun. C-R-I-P-P-S. Oh, less fun. I thought Crips like Tales of the Crypt Keeper. No, no. Um, he's confused by this and he moves to cross the street to get a better look at it. Um, when, as he's crossing the street, he's nearly run over by a van uh, that has the name Cardin uh, written on the side and it's honking an old fashioned sounding horn. So presumably it's going toot, 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 toot. <laughs> Please wah, move, wah, sir. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Back then, they didn't even have horns. What they had were ducks that they hung in the radiator and poked them with a pool cue every time they needed to honk. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that happens. The the duck horn is sounded. <laughs> and he looks around, and he sees that suddenly all the cars on the street appear to be from the 50s or 60s. And a chorus of ducks. A chorus of ducks fills the air. <laughs> We're going to spread all kinds of rumors. Uh, and he sees men wearing hats and and Mac jackets, which are the kind of, like, 
Then we're that's a band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're wearing like these. The bank around the corner never wears a Mac whenever it rains. Just to bring it back to the Beatles. Oh, okay. Appropriate. Yeah. A yep. Mac. I didn't. I that's didn't... not the right lyric. Somebody's going to be mad about that, but I don't care. Don't worry about it. Um, Something like that. A Mac is like a straight raincoat. Yeah. Like a, like you. As opposed to a. At the collar. You know, Yes, as opposed to a homosexual raincoat. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it just, it's like an unbelted, just straight down um, raincoat. That's Penny the, Lane. It's really not important. My, I'm sorry. Uh, please it's stop. my head now. We're gonna get sued. Uh, <laughs> we have used a lot of music in this one. Go ahead. It has. We have. Uh, so women are dressed in headscarves and full skirts and old-fashioned hairstyles. He started, like, so he's like, what the fuck's going on? And he crosses this road towards uh, what should be the bookstore. As he gets closer, he sees uh, that instead of books in the window, there are handbags, shoes, and umbrellas. Can I tell you I got excited again? Because I was still thinking Crips. And then you're like, there were hand, and I was like, oh, like severed hands. You there really were. need to reel yourself in. Like, I know, what? I'm sorry. I'm like off on a tangent. <laughs> when today. are these stores a thing? Um, Listen. Hands for sale. <laughs> you can count on them. <laughs> no, Bye. hang on. That was the funniest I'm going to be all day. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Thank you. It took a minute. Okay, thank you. Okay. This is literally the most ridiculous we've been in months. All right, what's I up? What are we doing? What are we talking about? So Bond Street. Bunch Go of, on. Bunch of hands They're the selling window. hands in the window of the crib store. <laughs> yes. Tell me more. Uh, I will. Um, so he sees a young woman who's also looking at the shop sign wearing modern clothing, and oh. she's also looking confused. Oh, we have multiple people? Yes. Oh. A fellow time traveler? Well, well, well. You like, went through the stones, too? Like when Claire finds somebody with a filling... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Season four spoiler. Yeah. That's fine. Do, do, do. Uh, so uh, she also looks confused. They make eye contact, and they both uh, like, okay, well, let's just go in the shop. And once they go through the door, suddenly they're in the bookshop they expect to find. Huh. Like space, like, mm-hmm. swallowed them for a second, then burped them back out where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So they they find themselves in the bookshop, and the young woman shakes her head and says, ah, "That was strange. I thought it was a new clothes shop." And she walks away. Um, and so Frank is very confused and tries for a long time afterwards to figure out what the hell happened. Um, he had not previously believed in anything paranormal, but he just could not stop talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so this. This specific air spot in Bold Street also seems to be a frequent area where this happens. Um, and um, part of that might be due to the fact that that building is still the original building. Mm. That Waterstones. Um, so, so it's busy in all the universes being a building. So, yeah, it's it's been there for a long time. I mean, it's not the only old building in sure, Liverpool, sure. I imagine. Um so it did as a touch point in time is a, as a yeah it has been there um so it's been a shop since the early 19th century um and it was originally built for john cripps um who was a shawl merchant and manufacturer and of course there's no way that our guy would have known because like the like nobody was googling the history of buildings in the, yeah the 1996 the internet the internet was yeah. just barely yeah. becoming a thing. Um, so it's roughly when we got the dancing baby, the uh, world's first meme. 
simpler time mm, indeed. <laughs> for some things <laughs> for the internet maybe um yeah so and uh Cardin, the from the van was also a business from that from the like 50s and 60s the place that had the duck for the horn yes yes exactly yeah treat um, it like it's fact yeah we're just going we're yes ending history today <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so the next story, uh, comes from a woman named Linda. Um, this also happened in the late nineties. Oh, uh, so Linda says, I stepped out of central station and put my foot on the road to head across to Waterstones. In a split second, the scene changed and a handsome cab went past me heading towards the cathedrals, followed by lots of people in what I can only describe as being like people on the quality street 10. Which I can show you. Yeah, I had it's like no idea what the quality street is like. Shortbread, right? Uh, it's yeah. It sounds like some English thing. Yeah. Um, you could. They also make uh like quality street candy assortments, like Whitman's. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very familiar with overseas confectionery. It's very much something that you would ex- open to and hope to find a cookie, and you would find sewing supplies. Yeah, I want one of those. I want that tin to put my sewing supplies in. It honestly, to me, it's looks... very fancy. It looks more like a sewing supply tin to me than a yeah. cookie tin. Uh. So in this case, she says... Because we're looking at people who are effectively wearing, I would say, Edwardian-style gowns. It's hard to say because I don't think Quality Street has a real affinity for historical accuracy. Sure. But um, it's roughly Victorian. Yeah. Like, if we go... The men are wearing some kind of hussars <laughs> uniform. Is that what the word is? That's what it looks like I've to never, me. They've said, got like I've never heard that word out loud. Huge, tall, dark hats. Furry hats, yeah, like the beef eaters. Yeah, but not quite beef eaters. Right. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, this is this is what Linda's description is. They, they look like they're from the Quality Street 10. Uh, she's, I'm hopeless at history, so I don't have a clue what era they were. Sorry, Linda. So's Quality Street. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, I know it's. I I just want to ask more questions when people like have no idea because a lot of people have no idea. I'm discovering now. This is a tangent that Bridgerton is becoming the new catch-all term for anything historical. Oh my god! Involving a corset. The people on TikTok who are going to the Bridgerton ball, they must simply they'll stop. wear fucking anything. Well, that I have less of an issue <laughs> with because that I have less of an issue with because it's like. Who Bridgerton has, has a very who has specific the money. Time like period. if you, but like Bridgerton is set in eighteen fourteen. Yeah, like the queen at the time is the queen that is a character. Like they made yeah, it. Yeah, it's very set at a very rooted. specific point in time, and they do the costumes fairly well, not perfectly. Eh, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a mess. But the soundtrack's a mess. No, I'm kidding. the soundtrack's fun. The soundtrack but is it's also definitely fun. not, you know, harpsichord. Exactly. Well, yes. Um, but anyway, is there, there was one uh, article about the Met Gala that drove me oh. fucking insane. It was like a picture of Billie Eilish wearing, who is the only celebrity, who, no, not the only one, but she was one of the few celebrities who was on theme at the Met Gala. Although she didn't hit the time. So the theme of the Met Gala this was year gilded was glamour, Gilded Glamour. Yes. Which is Gilded Age. Gilded Age. A very specific time period. Well, it's also a wide time period. It's any. It's like you could argue it's anything between the, the Civil, the War, Civil and War and, and World yes. War One. I, I would agree with that. But she is wearing something that, to me, 
with her corset on the outside and the lifted skirt read very like no 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 no, no, no. 1790s. She's she's doing like 1890s uh, like uh, John Singer Sargent like. Mm, let me see it. This is this year's dress, which I get. Oh yeah, just... no, she did really well with that. Look at the hip. Yes. Okay, I take yes. it back. Take it back. I take she it back. Sorry, Billy, I got you wrong. Extremely well. I think she turned into a lovely young lady. I love her. Um, also, I like her music. What's next? I sound like such an old lady. Anyway, so this. <laughs> this is sorry. This is so off the rails. I'm so sorry. To hey guys, Mercury went back into retrograde. Can you fucking tell? Um, there was an article. <laughs> was there? Featuring Billie Eilish in her Met Gala getup. Yeah, yep. And it the the. The headline oh God, was... They called it Bridgerton something? Billie Eilish has the most epic Bridgerton moment at the Met Gala or something to that effect. I was like, this is an accredited pu- publication. How dare you? <laughs> Bridgerton happens like 80 years before this outfit inspiration of Billie Eilish. Like, imagine... All of the sculpture in imagine, Billie Eilish's dress would not have happened in Imagine the looking at someone dressed in like... 1990s finery and being like look at that epic titanic look <laughs> like that's the time oh. difference we're talking oh you're right yeah yeah that's unfortunate yeah that's not a good mm-mm. or it might be 1880 as well yeah people so, just call bridgerton to mean old-fashioned to, yeah to it's becoming the, the new catch-all uh renaissance fair thing well, i also think a lot of people call things victorian that are not victorian at all like oh my yeah. god you you look so your dress is so victorian <sighs> no, it's not. all i'm saying is there's a lot of great YouTube videos out there that explain fashion history. Ooh, and friend of the show, Sarah Jean, is actually one of them. She oh. is a historic interpreter. She was with Colonial Williamsburg. Ugh, um, her this. ex-husband is my very good friend, Mike, who is the tailor for Colonial Williamsburg. Jealous. Sorry, do you want to meet him? He's yeah, the best. So Okay. Um, also, Sarah rules, too. So great people. Yes. Anyway, so th- this is all to say that Linda doesn't know what time period these yeah, people Yeah, Linda doesn't know shit about dick is what we're learning. <laughs> Linda. Linda. Get listen, it together. Listen, Linda. <laughs> uh, a crucial book to recommend here is How to Read a Dress by a oh, Person. Yes, yes. Have I you read that one? Re- I looked through it. Yes, it's a very easy, quick read. And it's... you looked through it because you own it now or because I got it for the museum once? No, I, I looked through shelf. it because I was... I saw it in a, in a store okay cool i wasn't sure if i bought it for you for your birthday because it's already on your birthday list for this year <laughs> but if i had purchased it for you already i, I do not to know. own that book cool happy birthday okay <laughs> anyway uh so linda <laughs> linda who doesn't know shit about we are dick not gonna have time for all of these stories so i'm gonna try to get through this the best I can. what the fuck um I told one, move on with your life. Okay. This is from Linda. Uh, it was the hats I noticed most as I tried to take in what I was seeing. The ladies wore bonnets with brims, and the gents wore top hats and dark suits. So this could be literally any decade from, like, Bridgerton era. Yeah, it's like the, Regency forward. Through the early 1900s. Uh, you know, I think you could also get away with a bonnet in, like, the colonial, what I think of as colonial. Yeah, it depends on what she means by bonnet. Yeah, bonnet is a surprisingly wide word. Yeah. Um, so, several couples walked straight past me as if they didn't see me. Immediately, I immediately thought I must have walked into a film set, which is uh, how they, how the first uh, episode of Outlander goes. 
Um, but there's no cameras around. And anyway, I couldn't have because when I stood on the sidewalk, everyone was in the present time. Yet as soon as I stepped onto the road, everything went into a different dimension. Ooh, I would throw up. Yeah? That would send me into an absolute panic. I would, be I would like, think I'd be having a stroke. Yeah, I would just be stepping in and out. Okay, yeah, like halfway in between. Um, yeah. I feel like if you had like one foot on the sidewalk and one foot in the road, you would be able to see through time to God. Yeah, that's what I want. Good. Punch him in the face for me. I want, I just have several questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too. Uh, so <laughs> at first, uh, uh, Linda, I was confused. I was confused, Linda. Um, Linda was confused and scared and then just really, and then just really scared as I thought about what would have happened to me if had I been unable to step back into the present time again. <sighs> I just have so many questions like vehicles. What do they look like? Cars, horses. What are we talking? Jen, it's not a research opportunity. You're not yes, where you should it be. In is. This space. I'm Everything is a research opportunity. <laughs> no, I would throw up and freak <laughs> the out. Fucking nerdiest thing I've ever said. Okay. <laughs> The space time anomaly. What kind of carriage springs are you using? Jesus, mm. Jeffrey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get me a recipe book and get out of there. Take pictures. Yes. Where's your phone? It's the late 90s. That's yeah. the answer to that question. Uh, I wonder if ta- any more time slips have happened more recently. Because if you think about it, That's like the late question. 90s are roughly as far away from us as in the late 90s, the 1970s were. So like... We could have, like, a That 2005 show right now. So if in... Because in, the, 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 the That 70s show started in, like, 1998, I think. Yeah. So the difference between 1998 and 1978 would be the same as from 2000... I need math. to go walk into the sea. <laughs> and never return. I'm going to go... Find yeah. a boat to sail on and become a pirate. You'll be surprised how big the ropes are. <laughs> I, I will. I'll have to find a big strong man to lift them for me. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, I like that idea. Hang on. There you go. Now you're on I board. I got to think about that for a second. Now you're on board. Also, our friend of the show, Maya, just sent me a bunch of men wearing gray sweatpants. You're a good friend. <laughs> Real time. Uh, updates. <laughs> I do love that gray sweatpant trend. So weird. Henry Cavill, call me. Um, Sorry, hang on. I'm thinking about Henry Cavill's penis. What are you talking about? What's going on? Are we doing things? Penis. I said penis with her penis. Pebus. Pebus. <laughs> Even better. That's yeah. my new favorite word. I me. am. I think that stroke is having more effects than I thought it had. Honestly, it's very Kate Reed. It's cute. Like, what if we have a sexy moment, but also make it real weird? <laughs> I'm going to whisper the word Peebus at Dan when he kisses me goodnight today. I'll tell you how it goes. Say very low and centrally. Peebus. Egg. That's not right. That can't be right. Is that the word? Peebus. Do you all see a picture of Henry Cavill's fucking pants python? Fully broken. Um, You do. I will see it later. There's a time for that. There's you. (laughs) Fucking, he's in the first one. Right. right there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. Peebus. Top left. Peebus. Yeah. Peebus everywhere. <laughs> and he'll play Dungeons and Dragons with you. Ugh. Roll for initiative, baby. God damn it. <sighs> yes. Okay. 
Let me tell you about Mr. B's, B's lady friend. I can't wait. Mr. B. Mr. B had a lady friend who was very much a skeptic concerning matters of the paranormal. Uh, in the 80s, she worked in the Liverpool City Center. And if the weather was nice, she would sit outside and eat her lunch. One particular day, it was sunny and warm, so she decided to sit on a bench while it was situated diagonally opposite, you guessed it, Waterstone's bookshop. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. As she sat down, she noticed the sun didn't seem as bright as it had been moments before. In fact, looking back years later, she described the light as similar to when the area had a partial solar eclipse. Now that's interesting. Yeah. That's some, like... Because solar eclipses have also been used as markers of time. Like, Mm -hmm. we could figure out, you know, based on the solar eclipse cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, when the ten plagues of Egypt allegedly were. (gasps) Okay. She noticed that the street didn't seem as busy as it had been, which struck her as unusual for the time of day being... 12.30 being the height of lunch hour. Yeah. Uh, she sat down next to a very smartly dressed man who was already sitting on the bench and started to unwrap her sandwiches. The guy engaged her in conversation and they chatted about inconsequential stuff as strangers do. This is all coming from Tiff, by the way. I'm just reading what, she, wrote, Tiff. what she sent me. Um, as they talked, uh, the thought crossed her mind that although smart and very nice, he appeared to be dressed in an out-of-date fashion reminiscent of the fashions in the 1950s. Oh, it keeps going back. Yeah. To roughly that time period. I know. Uh, as they were chatting, the man asked her a question. As she replied, she leaned forward to put her sandwich wrapper in the bin to the side of the bench. She looked away for a split second, and as she dropped the wrapper in the bin... Uh, as she brought, as she dropped the wrapper in the bin, but she carried on replying to his question. As she sat up again, she was astonished to discover that the man had completely vanished. She looked around for him, but he was nowhere in sight, and he couldn't have run off in the split second she had taken her eyes off him. Imagine what that was like on his side. Like, he sat down next to yes. a pretty lady to chatter up in unusual clothes. She leans over to throw stuff away and blinkers out of existence. Yeah, you have to wonder if this is, like, what what like you might call a wrinkle in time or yeah. something. If, like, their balls just being, like, you know, folded together. That would be also an incredible, like, yeah. you'd be like, hey, Imagine man's. if there was, like, a 1950s story. I was sitting out front of Crips stationery store mm-hmm. and i was Excuse talking me, to this hand nice lady. store oh you're right it's a <laughs> the krypton hand store the Crypt hand store you can count on us <laughs> also i forgot that in this case <laughs> i forgot that in this case we're going back to like the 50s which really isn't that long ago so the hand store in the 50s <laughs> very like b-horror movie hands oh okay i like that yeah Anyway, uh, anyway. Um, and so he's, like, writing in his, like, journal or whatever, because yeah. men kept diaries yeah, back then. They don't have phones. Right. And he was like, today I was sitting eating lunch with a weirdly dressed lady, and we were chatting about inconsequential things. Yeah. She leaned over to throw her trash away and dis-a-fucking-peered. A ghost. Like, the whole time I was watching her, because I wanted to see that fat ass, and then she was gone. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> Saw another dope donkey today. <laughs> Another epic badonkadonk. That's right. <laughs> but it just disappeared before I could get in a squeeze. Fuck 1950s probably could too. Get yeah. right away with it. Yeah. Exactly. And then she could slap him with her hand and get a new one at the Jesus Christ. <laughs> at the That's right. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay. I hope that someday they give a paranormal tour. 
based on of the handstone. Uh, yes, of like this story in London, in Liverpool. But only our version of it. Right, where like they did like the shittiest level of research. It's our story, and they're like, "This used to be Crips Hand Store where they sold Crips and hands." <laughs> Crips Their motto was, "You can count on us." Oh, God. That would be um, the worst. Anyways, so... We're ruining this timeline. Anyway, you were the saying... The story ends and it, should, it returns to the brightly lit, crowded street that it started at. Sure. Do you think there's a natural pull to bring people back to the timeline that they belong to? That no. they would always have been pulled back to it? Or do you think there's some higher power that's like, oop, 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 get back, get back? Or if it's some higher power being like... <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe it's like a Sorcerer's Apprentice situation where the intern had the wheel and, like, that's how you ended up in the wrong time. I like to think of it as a Sims situation where someone's like, click. That would explain (laughs) a couple things about my life. You know how people just can't help but make their Sims suffer? Yep. Yep. I'm not one of those, for the record. You're not? I like to have them live very happy, successful lives. I never got into anything but SimCity. I like to have them live out the dream of having a job and owning a home. Wow. Wow. So simple pleasures. I have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Putting the tired and retired, baby. Yeah. Okay. So this one comes for, comes from. <laughs> comes for daddy, you were saying? Comes for, hmm? um, it comes from ex- exemplor.com, an article called something. That's fine. Um, uh, so the th- this tale is about a young man named Sean while shoplifting in Liverpool back in 2006. So this is even more recent. Sean ran away from a security guard and headed down Hanover Street. Trying to shake off the guard, Sean turns into a dead-end street called Brooks Alley. By this time, he's out of breath and starts to get a tight sensation in his chest. He soon realizes that actually it wasn't a problem with him, but the atmosphere around him. Hmm. He waits for the guard to come around the corner after him, but never, but he never appeared. Thinking that he has given them a slip, Sean saunters back out and uh, started to walk down Hanover Street again. Sorry, I'm switching tense into the past tense. Uh, but he soon realized that something was wrong. The road looked different, and so did the pavement. He noticed that cars driving by looked very old-fashioned, and the roadworks that he knew were there were now gone. Hmm. Soon he saw that people around him were wearing strange clothes, crossing over to Bold Street. So it looks like this was kind of like bleeding out a little bit Yeah, Bold Street. Uh, he noticed that there were traffic lights where there weren't before. Bushes yeah. growing around the Lyceum, which Tiff explained to me is like kind of across the street from the Waterstones. Okay. Um, near the, a bar that he recognized, I think. I mean, I might have misread that. Um, right. So he carries on walking. Uh, soon he begins to feel that something was not quite right and began to panic. He realized that somehow he had stepped back in time and the time slip was not going away. Oh, see, that's... Mm-mm. That's what I don't like. That's what you don't want. You want to get... You want whatever higher power to be like, nope, 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 back, 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 back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I imagine there's like spectral sheepdogs to keep us where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think of it like... It'd be a good comic book, wouldn't it? Spec- uh, temporal sheepdogs? Yeah. Time cops. Time shepherds. Time, yeah. time dogs. Oh, I like time shepherds. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, I realized, like, I, I had, like, for the first time the other night, like, I realized I was dreaming in the middle of a dream. 
Oh, I always hate that. Yeah. Were you like, mm, wake up, this is stupid? I realized I was dreaming and I was like, okay, I'm going to open my eyes. And I could like feel myself opening my eyes. But then it was like a dream within a dream. Yeah. Because like I opened my eyes and I was like, okay, now I'm awake. But then I actually woke up and it was like, oh, yes. that wasn't. So for me, whenever that happens, I just mm-hmm. knock back into the dream. Like there is no waking me up mid-dream. Uh-huh. Because I have like really, really, really horrific otherworldly nightmares all the time. Mm. Like very upsetting psychological monsters. Um, and when they get really scary, I'm allowed to change out actresses. For myself to like Sandra Bullock, Drew Barrymore. You just like improv, like tap in. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, really. I was like, we're done with this. I They change it. I have like camera mm-hmm. angles. They change angle. Like, yeah. I have very cinematic I have nightmare. very cinematic uh, dreams as well. But mine, it was like. That. You're very cinematic. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I realized I was dreaming, but I like opened my eyes, but I could like still hear the dream. Oh, I don't like that. It was like. It's like the opposite of when you're watching a movie and you're like, I'm totally awake. I'm not awake. Right. Um, yeah. So for moments like that, this is my own personal theory mm-hmm. and it does have to do with drug use. All my best theories do. Interesting. So as you know, uh, I occasionally got would get so high I would meet the god and the goddess. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, um, so they would tell me things that I wasn't supposed to know, like... You know, um, I, you're our daughter. We know you're down here. Don't worry. You're going to bring light to the world. That sort of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's how much of a narcissist I am. Yeah. But my hallucinations tell me what a good girl I am. God is coming down to you to be like, yes. Good job. Good job. That's how much my kink praise runs my life. My praise kink runs my life. Uh, anyway, um, so I think that dreams are us stepping through to another plane. Mm. Um, but I, I do actually think that's what happens. So when we talk about, for example, seeing black eyed children in our dream or dark men in our dreams, we're having like sleep paralysis. Um, I don't necessarily think those things are simply within our heads. I think they might be on a layered existence that's layered on top of our existence. And that when you are asleep, you can kind of slip in between because, you know, sleep time, you're not as deeply rooted in time mm-hmm. as you are when you're alive, when you're awake. Probably not alive. That's not the word I want. <laughs> like in the coma, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I remember experiences within the coma, but I, the time scale doesn't make sense. Right. Like if you were like, how long were you in a coma? I'm like, I don't know, a month. I seem to be missing a month. It was like 10 days. Mm-hmm. But I was missing the whole month. Time passes because sl- uh, slower in the dream world. That, I mean, I think that is kind of what's happening. Yeah. And this isn't exactly an original thought. I believe... Oh, hang on. i got to remember. It's a Neil Gaiman story. There's a guy who is a jack-in-a-box. Mirror, mirror. Things are different in the dream world. Anyway. Okay. That's what I'm saying. End of story. Really uh, great input there. Keep going. Yeah. So this guy, he's running from the cops and the time slip is not going away. Uh, then he remembered his cell phone. Oh. So this guy. This is fairly recent. This is 2006. He's got. 2006? At, at least a flip phone. Right? Yeah. The iPhone had been out for a year I'm pretty or so. sure I had a flipper back then. I have a lot of people had razors in Ooh. 2006. Okay, we could spiral about our right. flip phones. Um, so he remembered his cell phone. What are the sidekick? 
<laughs> to take it out of his pocket, he tried to get a signal, but of course it didn't work. Eventually he began to really panic, but soon spotted a kiosk selling newspapers and headed over. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Leaning over to... And Jen's like, and then he brought one to the present, right? Oh, For God. research? I wish. But at least he did his homework while he was there to figure yeah. out when the heck he is. Um, so leaning over the stand, he took a look at the front page of the Daily Post. There in bold lettering was the date. 18th May, 1967. Ooh. A very Beatlesy time. I know. I wonder if that's part of it. <laughs> They're like, we So much like metaphysical back. power was pumped into the Beatles that created a little like swirl of vortex like, energy. It created its own like a time slip tribute to the Beatles. <laughs> I really want to go to Liverpool now. Yeah, right? Not just because I want to have a toasted cheese with a Tifo. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's 1967. He wondered what to do, what would happen uh, if he couldn't get back to his own time. Uh, picking up his pace, he reached H. Samuel, the jewelers, and tried his phone once again. This time it worked. Sighing with relief, he looked around and realized that he had returned to the present. Strangely, he could still see people walking around in 1967 just down the Ooh. end of the road. Because it was thinner. The veil was thin. Ooh. Whatever was supposed to be separating those worlds wasn't separating it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so by this time he had seen enough and gotten a bus to go home. Uh, when he was interviewed by the local paper later, he's, uh, stated the over... The local f- paper interviewed local thief says... Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So I was on the run from the cops. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he like had the exact same account in multiple different times. Interesting. Yeah. Um... Do, do, do. So, uh, you you may think that, Sean, if, if you were, like, piecing this together, uh, like, I'm not, uh, you might think that Sean was making up the story to escape from the police. Yeah. But the strange tale didn't end there. I'm quoting this directly. I'm just sure. straight up reading this article in case you didn't realize. Um, when the security guard was interviewed, he stated that when he ran after Sean and turned down the dead-end alley after him, Sean had completely disappeared. Uh-huh. Oh-ho-ho. I like it. Yeah. So would if you wanted to time slip, would you want to slip forward or slip backwards? So me being the history hoe that I am, yep. I would absolutely want to slip back. Um, and it's just to visit. Like, I don't want... I'm not one of those... You want the sheepdogs to bring you back. I want to visit and I know that I'm a white woman, so I'd be pretty much okay I want to go with forward some exclusively to find out, like, who wins the next 50 Super Bowls. And oh, then so go... you want to do the Biff. Yep. I'm Biff Tannoning it. Biff Tannon. <laughs> yeah. Get rich off of an almanac. Yes. Um. Yeah, no, I want to. I'm already dangerously close to turning into Donald Trump. So, like, if you throw a billion dollars at me, it's over, baby. I absolutely want to Magic Attic Club this, where I just put on a different pretty outfit and walk into different time periods. Take a look around, have some shenanigans, and then get the heck out of there. Those sound like good books. I'd read that. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. They're charming. So, yeah, I could go on, but we've been off the rails enough. So, uh, suffice to say, there are plenty of more stories out there. There's a really good thread in the subreddit uh, called... Uh, the subreddit is Glitch in the Matrix. Uh, but if you look up Bold Street Liverpool time slip, you will get there, and there's a whole thread of stories. That sounds amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, may your retrograde be more Freddy, less Mercury. 
Do we have a listener story? Uh, let me put one up. I never do this ahead of time. You should. That's know. all right. You should know me by now. This one goes back into the archives of 2021. Was I in a coma or not in a coma This was yet? October, so no. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, we're staying in England because this is called A Very English Haunting. Nice. I'm into Oh, it. I remember this email coming. Oh. This comes to us from Abby. Uh, so Abby says, hello, Jen and Kate. Hello. I've been wanting to get in touch for a while because I love your podcast. And I thought you might both appreciate a very English ghost story. Yes, always. Thank, Thank you. you for knowing us exactly. Yes, this is all I want in the world ever in my life. Um, I hope you enjoy this tale as my, my ghost encounter happened at birth. What? what? Okay, this is where Kate uh, falls off. <laughs> She's like, I don't nope, like that. I don't like that. So this is really my mom's story, as oh, okay. I was a little busy being a brand new human. <gasps> oh my god, your mom's poor vagina must have just been wildly out of sorts. Okay, I was born at Burnley General Hospital in Lancashire in December 1990. Lancashire? Uh, she has a pronunciation guide. Oh, god bless you. Lancashire. Uh, pronounce wait, in parentheses when pronounced with a proper northern accent. Nice. Think Jon Snow from A Game of Thrones. Oh, it's in northwest in the northwest of England, Lancashire. Okay, so isn't the northwest of England also kind of where Liverpool is? North west. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool might be a I little south. Yeah, I feel like Liverpool is very Actually, close to the where it Liverpool jets out is in Wales. Lancashire County. I think. Did I just say Bees Wales? You know where England goes bleh and it's Wales now? Mm-hmm. I feel like Liverpool is just north of that. There's Wales and then Cornwall and then... Oh, oh is Wales the little tail down here? Not no. the, oh, not the tea bag have, off the I side? I might have flipped them. Cornwall's down. Sorry. Okay. I apologize. I think Cornwall is To the, the island of Britain. Um, Cornwall's where all the mining is. Up in the north. It, it, Wales is where the mining is. Well, how green was my valleys in Wales? Little Maybe oh, there's lots of places I feel like where they Cornwall mine. Also, they used I'm to gonna have a phrase, stop trying to pretend that I know anything. The <laughs> Upper Peninsula was populated by Cornish people who brought pasties. Mm. Cor- the yeah, it feels very Cornish rocky pasty. on that whole side of yeah, yeah. the country. That's well, because it's also all an where extension the, of where the, the stones from the Stonehenge. Stonehenge came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extension of the Appalachians. Why are we Why are we pretending <laughs> that we're smart? Okay. <laughs> you have a master's degree. I do, but not in I barely passed geography. college. And I failed a lot of college, high school classes. All right. Let's get back into it. All right. Uh, I hope we didn't offend you with our bullshit. Okay. So it's in the northwest of England. It's home to Pendle Hill, where famous Pendle witches Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was my mom's first child, so after giving birth, she spent a couple of nights in the hospital recovering. Yeah. Stay with me. <laughs> she was obviously tired, but <laughs> you can't breathe through it, though, because you just hold your breath. Uh, she was obviously tired, but so happy to finally have her little baby girl. Yay. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is a person we're talking to. Uh, be nice. I, I, this is very nice. I am actually excited for their mother. Super glad they're alive and on this planet and telling us great ghost stories. Birth is disgusting. What's next? In case it hasn't come up in a while, Kate uh, is absolutely horrified and disgusted by the process My of birth. My best friend Amy, friend of the show, uh, is pregnant right now. She's very fucking pregnant right now. We're getting ready for her baby shower. Mm-hmm. And she's just aggressively pregnant in my house all the time. And like so pregnant. And she does listen to this podcast. Babe, I love you. I uh, love you so much. 
Ooh, this is her last baby, though. So just, we just have to just get through until the end of June, July, thing. and then it's all over. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Uh, unfortunately, I was one of those fussy kids that didn't want to be breastfed. My mom was really struggling. Uh, she was a first-time mom, and all she wanted was to be a good mom. Well, and they breast shame a lot of moms. Yeah. So, like, that whole concept of, like, breast is best. Breast is best. Breast milk is valuable, and breastfeeding is Fed valuable. Fed is best. Fed is, is best. <laughs> That's exactly true. Some people... Uh, simply cannot get their baby to latch onto their nipple. They don't produce milk. That doesn't make them worse mothers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my little um, soapbox. Also, uh, I fully appreciate how much Abby is putting the word mum into this. It's, yeah. It's charming. Um, okay. <clears throat> she tried everything to soothe me and get me to feed, but I was having none of it. After a while, she started to get upset and couldn't understand what she was doing wrong. As she sat with me in her arms, a little old nurse came into the ward. Uh, she said she remembers this woman vividly because as she looked at her, she noticed she was wearing an old nurse's uniform. Oh. The ones that came with a short cape over the shoulders and a little white hat. I know exactly the kind. Mm-hmm. She was an older lady with gray curly hair, so Mum just assumed she was a matron. The nurse approached her bedside and asked how she was getting on. My mom burst into tears and started sobbing. She told the nurse how she couldn't get me to feed and she must be doing something wrong. The nurse comforted her and assured her that she wasn't doing anything wrong. Some babies just take a little longer to latch, and there's nothing wrong with using a bottle, and that, none of that makes her a bad mom. Hell yeah, ghost nurse. I love this. Correct. Yeah, I'm assuming where this is going. Um, but yes, that is very cute. Um, as my mom sobbed and thanked her, thanked her, the nurse talked her through using a bottle and how to feed little baby me. My mom settled down and got me feeding. The nurse reassured her one last time and said she would come back later to check on her. An hour or so went by and my mom had settled in, fed me, and put me to bed. As she was resting, another nurse came onto the ward. She checked in and asked my mom how she was doing and if she needed anything. My mom replied, no, I'm I'm fine now, thanks. The other nurse came in a while ago and sorted me out with a bottle. Uh, the nurse looked confused and asked which nurse had come in. My mom said, I don't know her name, but she's the little old woman with gray hair wearing a cape. The nurse looked at my mom and said, there's only me and one other nurse on the ward tonight, and neither of us are that old, and we don't wear capes anymore either. Apparently, having a baby gives you other things to think about, so my mom just responded, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this might be the most wholesome ghost story of all time. I know. <laughs> She never mentioned it to anyone again, not even my dad. Years later, she just happened to tell me that I saw a ghost once, but I had just had a baby, so I didn't really care. <laughs> That's really cool. So if there's a little old nurse ghost wandering around Burnley General Hospital, I'm glad she's still there looking after people. I hope you enjoyed my story, and if you ever find yourselves on the other side of the pond, let me know. I'll take you to all the best pubs. Stay spooky, Abby. Don't threaten me with a good time, Abby. Seriously, I will fucking be there, and I will be your problem. (laughs) I'm gonna show up wearing Jen like a backpack. See you people soon. I will be your fanny pack, and I will like it. (laughs) Here I am. Let me do the talking. (laughs) Ideal. Yes. That's sort of uh, a Muppet situation from my waist. Was... <laughs> Don't worry about Jen. She says whatever she wants. Just there with snacks. <laughs> you gotta pop a cheese it into your mouth. There you go, kid. <laughs> uh, 
We are uh, fucking ridiculous. Let's end this. This has been the silliest this episode we've done in recent memory. Most ridiculous. Um, I will try to remember to post pictures. I realized that I didn't never posted anything on social media about the last episode. Use your imaginations, guys. This is who I am. If you we if I don't get around to posting it, Jen's got a Google the job. things I mentioned. Maybe I should have to do this. Because <laughs> I am retired. That's a good idea. I gotta put you to work. Um, so that's all we have for this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peace in your respective creases. Uh huh. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. Stay spooky, indeed. Ciao.